Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Oh, what a show it was. Yeah, it was a good show today, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's easy for you to say. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, that's got to be a good sign, isn't <laughs> I'd it? I'd say it is. Um, it was fun. But anyway, yeah, we had Ardlo Hanlon in, who yeah. you'll know, of course, from Death in Paradise. That's back on TV tonight. And Father Ted was what a great actor, fine stand-up. Yeah. Big Leeds fan, as you'll discover. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tom Kerridge, the Michelin-starred chef. And <laughs> I've given a recipe to Yeah, Andy's... Andy's <laughs> That's yeah. a lot of Never front, Never mind all it? that Michelin-star nonsense. <laughs> Cook this. Yeah, Andy's I giving recipes I forgot to a chef. Michelin-star. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. So anyway, uh, you'll hear all of that. You'll hear few... somebody that... An old character from the show who's ripped off one of our ideas. Yeah, we're going to sue her. We're not happy about it. No, we're not. So here it all is. I watched uh, two games last night. I did watch some of the... Uh, well, I watched it up to about 4-0, and I thought, what's the point? It was like bring on a motorcycle display team to it, entertain the crowd. It was quite a tough watch, wasn't it, really? Yeah. But I thought you had a good idea. The team that Manchester City should field for the second leg. I'm mm. sure the listeners can join in there. You, well, I, mean, I contacted you. I said we should have Gilo and Fred Eyre up front. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ken Barlow at the back. Yeah, I don't know if Ken's Ken City or <laughs> no, is he United? I've got him as City. I, I think, think he's a bit like Ken's a bit like Rab C Nesbit. He doesn't want to alienate one half of the city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that's. I true. don't think he's ever let on, has he? No, I don't think. Oh, I don't even know if he likes football, does he? I, I've got no idea. Let's get him on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, Tough uh, booking. And I also watched uh, Salford City. Apparently, says the producer. Oh, just guessing. Yeah, he's yeah, guessing. Weatherfield. Uh, Weatherfield. Was it a weather? There was a team Weatherfield in Weatherfield. Had a team. Yeah. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah. yeah they went out to Holby City. I think they did. That's <laughs> right. Of course, they did. Well, and there's one in East Enders. Wolford. Yeah, Wolford. Wolford have got a side. Oh, they're great. Never thought of actually having a game between uh, well, I think they used the official to, right? soap sides. I, I mean, I mean a charity thing. I mean, no, a, you proper, mean a proper proper game between the uh, yeah Holby United. Yeah, it doesn't not? matter. Anyways, no, who cares? No. Uh, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched Peterborough, yeah. uh, the full strength Peterborough team, uh, take on Chelsea's development squad. Yeah, and, I know. Uh, yes, it was. Wow. Well, Funnily enough, yeah. um, Adrian Durham has got a message for you. As he yeah, really, uh, yeah, off the back of that game. Have a listen well. to this. Jason Cundy, David Badil, Suggs from Madness, Alex Stewart, my producer Emma, her dad Richard, Damon Albarn, Phil Daniels from Quadrophenia, Tim Marlowe, who presents arts programmes, Omar Jalili, Ken Bates, Can You Hear Me? 
Andy Jacobs, can you hear me? Your boys took a hell of a beating. <laughs> they did in the second half. He's absolutely yeah. right. What about that? Yeah, it was a strange game, actually. It was a sort of 1-0 to Chelsea at half-time. And then Steve Evans must have got stuck into the team because the second yeah. half they came out and it was men versus boys. They played like a proper men. Well, it men's actually team. is, isn't it? It's exactly what <laughs> it's it is. It's not much actually. point calling something what it actually is, men versus boys. Chelsea's wing-back, I've noticed this before, but Juan... Castillo is a commentator's nightmare. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. is. You've got you want to. Yeah. Got I don't know who Stilo is, but you, I thought he had quite a good I game. Say, I thought they were unfair. I would say you want to take a beat between the two names, but I don't think I want to say that. Yeah, no. So um, that's very true. Now, in playing that earlier mm. on, it, it struck us as we were chatting about there could be a whole audience out there. Think one what was that? Why was Adrian doing this kind of odd, slightly Scandi yeah. pseudo Scandi? A, a lot of you will know, accent. An awful lot of people will know, but it dates back to a, a, an infamous. Mm. Uh, commentary, doesn't it, Andy? That you did a Phoenix from the Flames yes, on. Arne, uh, the famous Nor- Norway beat England and uh, the famous Norwegian commentator, Arne Jakobsen. Yeah. And uh, I think it's one of the most famous bits of... Uh, almost as famous as they think yeah. it's all over. But Probably there may the be some young some youngsters listening today that oh, are not aware so. of it. So we thought, look, it, it, you can never give it too many airs. So we're going to play it now. And uh, it's interesting. It's like a time capsule for what passed as uh, famous mm. and celebrity then. There's a few that were of the moment. Quite a lot of them obviously were historical, but let's enjoy it once again. We are the United We are not England. England. Schimpfisch Ferdinand. Lord Nelson. Lord Bedeburg. Sir Winston Churchill. Sir Anthony Eden. Clement Attlee. Henry Cooper. Lady Diana. We are not the Maldesman. We are not the Maldesman. Maggie Thatcher, can you hear me? Maggie Thatcher, your boys took a hell of a beating. Your boys took a hell of a beating. So it's you've got quite a lot of historical figures in <laughs> yeah. there, haven't you? Lord Beaverbrook. And good then work by Adrian, really. It was. And then Lady <laughs> Diana. And then just Henry Cooper. I know, a bit of random just one there. randomly yeah. slung in there. So, look, we're always up for updating it. Oh, yeah. So Because you'd get Gemma Collins. Gemma <laughs> Collins. <laughs> off the ice dancing show. You'd be getting that, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would, I mean, yeah. people have tried over the years, but uh, anyway. Mm. Um, Andy's done a cork of the day. It may lead to a cool <laughs> subject. What have you... Basically, items that should be in your home but end up somewhere else. And the reason is that uh, Andy was, Andy occasionally rifles through his pockets. I don't quite know why. And he presented some odd little thing in his hand today. And uh, he suddenly said, oh, blimey, I brought my TV remote in by accident. It's <laughs> brought it to work. Left Walk my phone in. at home. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, this phone's rubbish. I'm going straight back to the car phone warehouse. That's right. So it's probably um, mm. your missus, you can't watch the telly, can she? <laughs> no, it's, in, you it's, brought it's it. in the other room. It'll be fine. <clears throat> So, um, have you ever done that, folks? They're those kind of... I mean, I'd, I'd say it's a senior moment, let's be honest. <laughs> but that is a corker. I. He's brought the TV remote in. <laughs> um, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. We are going to need an alternative city lineup for the second. I mean, look, we're having a meeting before the show, and a few of the boys in there are saying, oh, don't play it. Don't bo-. Andy, you were saying don't bother playing no it. point. The integrity of the game. You can't not play it can you Burton are going to make money from it well that's true but they're trialing VAR this weekend in League One for the second leg what's the point there's going to be nothing controversial about that game yeah. is there really I, I was thinking actually last night if Chelsea were playing Burton we'd have had 95% possession we'd have scored we'd have scored one we'd have gone 1-0 up after about five minutes yeah. and then that would be it we'd had about eight, 95% possession about 15 chances and it would have ended 1-0 
And that's what I love about City. They're so unselfish. Yeah. Virtually every goal they score is a tap-in. Yeah, it's true. It's because there's always somebody there better in the position than the person yeah. in on goal. It's a, it's a, you have to admire it. I mean, I did feel from it, Harness missing that chance at 1-0. I mean, he, Good chance. If, if he's at home today thinking, what if? Don't. Because <laughs> no, <laughs> it might not have been nine one, but City still would have won uh, at a canter. You do feel, no, don't yeah, you? Even yeah. at one one, I don't think it would have phased them. But no. he shouldn't beat himself up. And the goalkeeper, as Nigel Clough said, keeper called up, pulled off a couple of brilliant saves. One over the at the end, which he pushed over the bar, and there really wasn't one goal that was down to him. It's not often you can say that when you've lost nine nil, no. is it? It's just look, it's just a massive golf, and yeah. City were in the mood not to you know go easy. I don't suppose I think they're using these games like training <clears throat> sessions. I do. But I listened to a bit of um, Stuart Pierce's commentary, mm. um, and he was talking to Sam about it last night. And he said he played in a game once where they were like six 0 up against a lower league team with about five minutes left, and he felt a bit guilty. So he wasn't kind of hurtling down yeah, the yeah. Uh, the left side as he often did, and Cluffy. Got stuck into him after the game. Really? Don't you ever do that again? Wow! I we suppose get it's six. We want seven. It's also disre- not you know you're not yeah. respecting the opposition if you don't go full out. So, so yeah. Nigel, I think fully appreciated that, didn't yeah. you? Because you could tell at the end of the game. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Hawksbound Jacobs here on Talksport. Ardlow Hanlon will be here a little bit later on. Death in Paradise is back. Um, and Simon in Bolton's got a little role for you in it, Andy. Oh, good. Yeah, Andy could be an extra in Death in Paradise. Uh, be ideal as an expat, sidling up to the bar, ordering a beer, then casually pulling out the remote control of his TV from his pocket <coughs> and pretending to be on the phone. You fancy a bit of that? Yeah. All right, we'll put it we'll on. Explain that to Tom. We will have to explain that because Tom Carriage remote controlling by mistake. Yeah, that's right. Tom Carriage has joined us in the studio once again. Good to see you, Tom. Do you ever do things like that absentmindedly? Go to work with stuff that really should be at home? No, but I can't wait for the day because yeah. yeah, you know it's coming. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. True. But, I mean, you could have got away with it because you pulled it out of your pocket in the office, and I didn't know what it was. You said, oh, "I can't believe that I walked. I walked in with my TV remote. You does invite mean, it on yourself." Does that mean that the missus is at home trying to change the channel yeah. with your mobile? Can't hear the soundbar. <laughs> yeah, <great>. fantastic. <laughs> well, good to see you again, Tom. Thanks for having me in, guys. Yes, uh, your uh, new book and TV series, Tom Kerridge's uh, Fresh Start, and it's it really it's kind of about the kind of maybe the family or people in the family reconnecting with uh, cooking again. It is. It's getting people back in the kitchen. People mm. are disconnected with it. We've all got into a, a life of convenience food and, and, and takeaways and just trying to like, and that's not saying all takeaways and convenience food is bad, but mm. it's trying to get actually take responsibility for getting cooking. And, you know, we've taken eight families um, on a journey with the series and, and, you know, with some of the recipes from the book. And it's just trying to encourage people to, there's a lot of the families talking about that they don't want their kids to not know to cook they don't want their kids to grow up with bad habits they don't want, but it's finding that time and convenience of getting back in the kitchen and you know particularly for blokes in particular there's a couple of the families there where some of the guys haven't been in the kitchen don't even know where it is don't even <laughs> don't even know which door it's behind so it's get, <laughs> getting them actually back in there and cooking and showing that it's a fun thing to do as well did you find in the series the kids maybe at first were a bit reticent and not interested because they were watching the telly or, or, or what else in Have fact they? no it's the opposite really? it was the parents the kids oh, wow. were amazing and I tell you what because I, I 
with an understanding of food and when you can impart enthusiasm into it, kids are the most amazing thing. They're sponges. They want to learn everything about everything. And food is such an amazing thing because it, you know, it's texture, it's smell, it, it, it's colors. It's, it's also history and geography. You know, food comes from different places. It, it's got flavor. It's got, it, there's a background to things. There's reasonings. There's so many learning curves that can come with food that kids really, really absolutely buy into it massively. Mm. And above all else, they're making something. So it's like, you know, you could be doing, doing something with play-doh or lego or you can get in the kitchen and make a pizza it's great you know you still are making something and kids massively loved it Absolutely. yeah sure and you also just... if you learn to cook when you're young you've got that skill for the rest of your life you know it's, exactly. it's such an important thing i love cooking i think it's just cathartic you know you forget everything else you concentrate on the food and in the end if it turns out nice and people like it it's quite rewarding exactly that is that that added bonus and that's the thing as well you know what we actually do is we we, we take a, a metabolic age of the guys when they when they start and it's got over it's filmed over a 12-week period and by the end of the 12 weeks we then remeasure their metabolic age and and happiness and see if it's had any effect by just cooking food at home and and that's one of the things happiness is one of the biggest outstanding i can't really tell you the end of the results but mm. I, I, I could tell you now that they all smile a lot more well yeah. the fact that you've put a series out and a book it probably wasn't an abject failure with, <laughs> with yeah. no spoiler yeah. alert no there. no spoiler alert <laughs> there. exactly exactly yeah i'll take it is a thing yeah. everyone cook fresh food at home and it's way worse than it's gonna be yeah <laughs> just put some nuggets you'll really, in the oven. Re- you'll really regret it the, i was gonna say that i'll take it then on that you're going back you're going back to the kitchen for the first time for some people and getting the kids involved these recipes will be quite simple they are there's a yeah, lot yeah, of them yeah. are very simple very simple things four or five ingredients or just methodology of just taking simple things of making i don't know porridges or roast chicken or mm. doing a pizza or doing just a curry embracing vegetables and just getting people to try new stuff as well but they are they are simple stuff there's there's some longer dishes that take a bit of time that are a bit more weekendy but there's lots of midweek stuff because one of the biggest things is people talk about convenience and it's not they haven't got time mm. to do it well you might have time to watch a football match in the Champions League football but you yeah. can make time for that well maybe you should make time <laughs> for making lasagna getting some plenty of it done and stuck in the freezer you know it's a, yeah. it's about prioritising that is the thing that if you cook enough then you can cook each recipe oh, this is what we do at home each recipe is for two days and you make enough for two days and then you don't have to worry about it for another two days and it, it, it kind of works like that and I tell you where you are right though definitely is that my wife was in the Spelling Hospital last year she's fine and uh, normally I cook up for myself but I've just been visiting her and I was tired and I thought oh, you know what I'll stop off at a well known place on the way home get a, a, something I can just put in the microwave and yeah. It's, it's almost like soul destroying. It was so horrible compared to what I could have made myself. Yeah. That yeah. you think, and I get why people do it. I do, but. Well, it compounded your loneliness, didn't well, it? Well, it just made me <laughs> just. Feel, it did. I felt quite oh, grim. Yeah, I feel, I the feel, whole thing was quite a grim. Up. I'm filling up. No, here. it was. It was quite a grim evening. Just eating this. If this is your pie. evening, don't be yeah. put off by Uncle Andy. <laughs> no, no, you know. I, I, yeah. But you know, that, that's me. I, no, but it is very true that you, you know. It won't, and once you get into the habit of buying fresh ingredients and cooking for yourself, that and the flavours and the taste of it, then, then again, it's much fresher. It's much better for you. It tastes more fantastic. You know, everything mm. tastes much better. So when you do drop back into the microwave even a lasagna when you get in all of a sudden the flavors are they're dulled down they're not exciting they're not that amazing and i know some people will be like put off by it or they're i'm frightened of cooking or i'm doing whatever listen we're not asking you here to play for real madrid are we we're asking yep. you to kick a football about <laughs> on a sunday i'm not like you, you, haven't, you haven't got yeah. to go and get two mission stars here all you've got to do is turn the <laughs> oven on and having a go at doing something it's, it really is that easy now
Now, this I like this. You've mm. got Pimp My Porridge. You said there can I do this already. Yeah, but this is a savoury porridge you've yes. got. This oh, is yeah, that's interesting. Bacon and egg topping, lardons, and a couple of free-range, large free-range eggs. Sea exactly. salt, go down that route. Bit of barbecue sauce. Exactly, yeah, it tastes amazing. So that, it, that's a case of getting into... If you think of what porridge at porridge oats, I mean, they're normally served in biscuits, or, or you can make, they go with breads, or they can go with savoury things. Mm. The idea, they don't have to be sweet. Porridge, you just assume is sweet because everyone puts, I don't know, treacle on it or golden yeah. syrup or whatever else. But actually, do you know what? If you treat them as a savoury thing and then serve them with a bit of bacon and a fried egg on the top, it's absolutely delicious. And it, it's a case of getting in there and just cooking something. And then obviously you can do it with fruit or you can do it, but it mixes it up a little bit and makes things exciting. So are I, they? Kid- I don't need any more lard on. No, you probably don't need any more lard on. Not at the moment. <laughs> are they quite kid friendly then? The recipes because you want to make them sort of family oriented. Yeah, a lot of a lot of them are very kid friendly. You know, mm. I, I'm, I've got a three year old, and it's, I know what it's like. It's difficult to try and get kids to eat stuff, and you know, one of the hardest things is you know they kids like beige flavors. Do you know what I mean? They like yeah. things that they like crispy and crunchy, and they like things nothing too offensive, and they like it mm. more. And that's fine. So there's a lot of those sort of flavors in there, but then we add bits and bobs to them that take it a little bit more adult and i'm convinced right that kids if you eat the same sort of beige food as kids they're never going to get break out of that habit but if you're going to give them fish finger sandwiches or have fish fingers well you can have fish fingers with them but make sure that you have a salad on the side or something interesting so even if they're not going to eat it they don't see that what they're doing is normal they see the norm is what you're doing and they'll grow into it it'll habitually it will change yeah how much did you have to think about the the vegan thing which is so strong now i mean you know it's, uh, yeah. a lot of people really love it and believe it i know it's easy to take the mickey out of it maybe i have in the past but you have to accept people <laughs> like it and people want to eat like this i see you've got scrambled tofu you know, yeah so, yeah yeah, yeah. So I, did you have to sort of think about that yeah i didn't so much focus on vegan but i did look at vegetarian dishes a lot there's a lot of vegetarian dishes in there there's, mm. a, there's like a, a a chickpea and butternut squash curry there is like you say the tofu thing there is you know we very much look at um food not trend but what people are looking at eating and people want recipes if you if you decide actually i'm going to go veganuary right i'm not going to yeah. do or even just go i'm just going to do uh, uh, vegetables right i'm just going to do meat free mondays even if you just go with that mm. what dish can i cook on a monday well, you know, I have a bit of a responsibility as a chef with a cookbook out there to go, do you know what? Let's give you some ideas and some recipes to cook. And if you like a big hearty curry, then there's the sort of thing that's in there. But it doesn't have to have meat in it. Brilliant. I've, I've actually got a, a signature dish. Have you really? And yeah. uh, I made it at Christmas for a party just before Christmas. And people love this thing. What is it, Andy? It's, uh, it's, it's Andy's veal shepherd's pie. Okay. And... Uh, People ask me for the recipe, so I actually sat down. I've never done this before yeah. to to write the recipe. I, I, I've sent it to one person. I don't know if they've tried it, but it is quite an interesting skill because you think, because when you're cooking, I sort of go a bit of that, and yeah. a bit of this, and a, yeah. you know, a typical man's cooking. You know, I don't sort of throw it to, all in. Yeah, I don't bother to weigh it all out. So you, yeah. you had to measure it all. Well, I had to yeah, think yeah, about what, okay. roughly how much I did and everything. Don't yeah. worry, I'm not going into the. No, I'm quite interested. Going to be taking I, you on. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you the recipe. Though. Yeah, that'd be lovely. I well, might <laughs> stick it in the next one. You might get a drink out there. Fantastic. Now, last time we spoke, you had lost. Well, the first time we spoke, you've been a few times now. The first time we spoke, you'd lost a heck of a amount of of weight and spoke about it and you're still looking pretty trim yeah so thanks mate have you have you found it easy to keep off yeah well, actually I, it's changed body shape has changed a lot mm. like so i lost a lot of weight and then i thought well 
how do I, you know, you end up with a little bit of a, like excess skin around the arms and bits and bones. And go, well, how am I going to do Well, I'm going to go to the gym and try and like, bit, uh, the only way I'm going to do it is by filling them back up. I'm going to fill it back up with muscle rather, rather, than, rather than eating all the biscuits and pies. So yeah, the last couple of years, I spent quite a bit of time in the gym. I do about six hours a week and uh, absolutely. And then when I'm not in the gym, I do, I swim. So like, I love it. I, it's a completely different lifestyle change and it, and it's, it's, it's massive. It's amazing being getting out there and doing something if I, if I miss a day in the gym or a swim I, one I feel I feel like I should be doing something two I feel a little bit guilty for not having done it and I can't wait to get back in it and and it's the hardest thing and there'll be a load of people out there that know that you know that first thing in the morning when you think oh god go to the gym and it's the worst thing about it and I hate it and it's 6.30 in the morning and it's cold and it's wet and it's horrible and you get there you do an hour in the gym before you know it, it's 8 o'clock you've done you feel wide awake you're vibrant you're ready to take on the day it's brilliant when you've done it it's really hard getting there You just yeah. it's just the motivation of getting there that's the hard Thing. So, um, remind us when the show's on, Tom. BBC Two's Wednesdays at eight o'clock. So last night's was episode two, so there's four more to go. In, um, you can catch up with them on iPlayer, and sure. it's repeating on a repeating on a Saturday morning on BBC One at eleven thirty. Oh, so brilliant. Okay. And uh, the book of uh, Tom Kerridge's uh, Fresh Start: How to Cook Amazing Food at Home is uh, available now as well to uh, buy as a uh, compliment to the series. Lovely to see you as always. Thanks very much, guys. I just emailed uh, that recipe to Rufus, our assistant producer. He'll hand a copy of it to you. I love give it a Give it a crap, Tom. Well, <laughs> well I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, t- I'll, I'll email you right back on your remote control. Yeah. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. David Collins was very impressed that you uh, mm. emailed a copy of one of your recipes to Tom Kerry. I know, it's a bit he of a cheeky. He said, next he'll be sending... that's a chutzpah, that is. Yeah, he said, next he'll be sending videos of his bowling to Moeen Alley. <laughs> 
That's a very good point, David. Well, that's well, a sorry. very good idea. Yeah, a little role for you in Death in Paradise. Would you play a corpse? I mean, I would. I would. To yeah. go all that way. Yeah. I mean, effectively, you're going to be lying but in the I'm sun. I'm so rubbish, I'd days. start moving and twitching, and I'd probably sneeze you'd, in the middle you'd, of this. You'd do yeah. one of those, wouldn't you? One yeah, of your Bob Fleming's. One of my throat clearers. Yeah, that wouldn't be a great idea. Where's <laughs> this story? I like this story. I'm going to bring I it to you. I don't think you can find it. Here it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. Didn't uh, take long. No, it isn't. <laughs> no, it isn't. I can't find it. Well, now. shall I tell people something else about you today? Shall yeah. Because I mean, you, you've been on fire today. Not only did you bring your TV remote into work. Um, you uh, you told us you'd bought something. You do like one of these sort of, uh, sort of things you find on telly, these special mm. offers, these yeah. various things. Oh, I can't stop. And you've bought a hat with a punch <laughs> uh, bag <laughs> attached to the front of it. it. It's, a, it's, a, it's a band, a headband. A headband. With an yeah. elastic band that comes out of it. And yeah. on the end of it is a ball that you punch. <laughs> so, and, and the bloke in the ad doing it, he's fantastic. I thought, oh, I like a bit of that. A little bit punch of ball hat. Yeah. Of course, when you get it. What happens? It just hits you in the face. <laughs> it either you either punch it too hard and the whole thing just disappears across the room and breaks something, right? Or it bounces back and hits you in the face. And, the, and there's two strengths: there's the lighter one yeah. for beginners, and the the heavier one, which of course I tried first because I thought, well, I know a bit about boxing, so I'll use this one. Yeah, uh, yeah. So and uh, so it's even been whacking you straight back. Surely the art of that is then dodging it, isn't it? When it's coming for your your head, you get out of the way. Well, you can't. It's on a bit of string, isn't it? So. What a waste of time. So you bought how much did that cost you? Uh, it was about eight ninety nine. Oh, that's all. Blimey, oh, yeah, it's not too bad. It's, it's just for just for that story. I bought a personal it. air conditioner last summer that never turned up. Why have you complained? I don't know. I've just complained just now because we've been talking about it. So I've said the what word. is it? Well, a personal air conditioner is called a fan. <laughs> Isn't it, it a fan? Is, yeah. I think so. Couldn't you have done no, that with a that, few bits of paper like that this? really hot weather? You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Really it's really going to come into its own mid-February, isn't it? <laughs> when it finally turns up. So you ordered it and it never yeah. turned up. Yeah. I know, I've just ordered a, a book of poems by the great fast bowler Jon Snow. Well, that's not going to keep you cool, is it? <laughs> no, but I'm hoping that it's got a famous poem in there that yeah. John Arlott read. That the I'll, other I'll thing, to Andy came in there yesterday, he said, I'm thinking of cycling to work. <laughs> and we thought, oh, OK, fair play, he's going to buy a bike. He said, down the Thames. He said, I found a bike that goes on the uh, oh, on the water. So it's, it's, a, it's six grand, though, isn't it? And I think you were a bit shocked how yeah, much it Yeah, I cost. thought if it's, you know, like ten times less than that, I might yeah. be tempted, but not not for six grand. But I, I just had this, I mean, it, what, it's got a little motor in it's it. It's got a little it? motor in it. It's basically like a, a pedalo, except it's a bike. So you get on it, you bike. You and with pedal, a small motor as well. Small motor and everything. But you're right, the Thames is quite The tidal. Thames is very tidal. I just wonder, it would probably take you about three months to get to work. That's if you didn't drown. I'd so, um, end up back in Gloucester where it started. <laughs> so, <laughs> we are. Wouldn't be ideal. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Mysterious radio signals have reached Earth yeah. from a galaxy 1.5 billion light years away. Yeah. And uh, they, they spoke to Mike Parry. Did they really? Yeah. Let's go to James, who's a Man United fan in Sheffield. Uh, goodness me, James, is that you? Are you there? You're on Mars. Uh, there so it wasn't are. James. It was. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was a bloke. They're getting messages from a, uh, the equivalent of Adrian saying, "Alpha Centauri, are they all that?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It's quite possible, isn't it? And uh, and regular listeners will remember uh, somebody called Amanda Chantel Bacon. We yeah, tell us of, a bit about Amanda. We had Chantel a lot of fun Bacon. with her a few years back. Yeah. She's a. We've well, never met her. No, we've never met her. Yeah. She's a strangely named woman because yeah. bacon will be the last thing she sells. She's. Uh, 
very much into health food, yeah. very much... Uh, she's a kind of health guru, Health isn't she? guru of Los Angeles. My yeah. son alerted me to her. Uh, she's she, a bit cosmic, really, Yeah, her she? shop is called Moon Juice, which yeah. tells you everything about it. And we did quite a lot of stuff on her. So imagine... Well, you son- would read out... Yeah. She'd have dietary tips, really, that, were, that weren't quite as workable or <laughs> no. achievable as Tom Carriage's. <laughs> That's yeah. absolutely not. And things to eat, you know. <laughs> but she obviously became a fan of the show. People must have told her about well, the show. Yeah, because she's got a new feature, hasn't she? She's got she? a new feature today. It's called What's In Inside Amanda Chantel Bacon's bag. We're I'm go- serious. We should write her a, a serious letter <laughs> from our people because if yeah. we had any people, yeah, she's nicked our idea. What's in Amanda <laughs> Chantel Bacon's bag? It's a vintage Apache bag. Is it? It's got uh, rose water charged with rose quartz. <laughs> I don't know. That was face mist. Lithosaharic vitamin C, like vitamin, normal vitamin C is not enough good. There's not enough, uh, there's not enough <laughs> Diarolite tablets and, uh, oh, yeah. and conkers in there, is there no, really, there for it to be like yours? Odocyte X-Moon Juice Claire de Lune Face Serum. Yeah. Moon- is there a potato with a face on it? <laughs> no. Okay. Moonstone Talisman. Yeah. Quinton. These are all albums, aren't they? What a wonderful they? bloke he is. A glass shot of sea minerals. Harvest- Pump? Seriously. A, a, a gla- what do you say? A glass shot which is a small shot, yeah. of sea minerals. Okay, well, I've I, I misheard you then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see, I Sorry. misheard you. I did say sea minerals. Yeah, I know you did, yeah. Okay, carry Dave's on. Dave's sea minerals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Harvested from... You'll be back on breakfast soon. <laughs> harvested from a vortex. You, on the co- <laughs> you were. <laughs> on the coast of Spain that does wonders for the nervous system. So hang on, she's got... Um, she's got a thing called Quintin. Right. Who's Quinton? <laughs> What's Quinton doing in the bag? <laughs> it's a glass shot yeah. of minerals from the sea. I'm not going to make that mistake. Which here. comes from where? Harvested from a vortex. I don't know why it's <laughs> got to be a vortex. On the coast of Spain that does wonders for the nervous system. Yeah. Braids of Indian incense... Living libations, essential oil. She's a piece of work, she is, isn't she? Sex dust. She says, I take this multiple <laughs> times a day. I've got their third album. Dance plays it. Dance plays their, their third album quite a lot. Yeah. And talking of polar vortex, the uh, yeah. the sun, uh, or vortex, is the star. Daily Star told us on Monday, Oh, yeah. Was it the sun or the Daily Star? Daily Star, star sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, uh, polar, normal one of their scare stories. Yeah. Polar vortex on the way. Yeah. So I've, I wrote to them. I got, a, I got a text published, and because recently I've been banned, okay, they worked yeah, out yeah. who I was. Yeah. So I had to adopt another name, a nom de plume. Okay. And who better to adopt than Marie Gosney? Oh, you've slightly blown it now, haven't you? Well, I don't mind. M. Gosney, Mumbai. Oh, okay. Wrote this. Fair enough. What did she write? Quick. On Monday, you told us Polar Vortex is coming. Is she on with Dua Lipa and BB Rexa? That's good. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're down with the kids. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm off to see what's in uh, Amanda Chantel Bacon's bag. <laughs> Just say it slower next time, Andy. Um, Ardlo Hanlon here very shortly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's been Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Uh, Death in Paradise uh, returns tonight. Uh, Andy, you're a big fan, aren't you? watch a lot. I am. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've watched it from the beginning. It's been going since 2011, which That's surprised right. me. Yeah. And uh, we were saying to our guest, Ardlo Hannan, welcome, Ardlo. Hello there. Good yeah. to see you. Uh, it's a perfect time of the year for it to be on, isn't it? Yeah. I'm yeah. sure it's deliberate. It is absolutely deliberate. First week in January, people are feeling a little bit low. Mm. Yeah. Spent all the money. They've broken the resolutions. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a little bit shaft of sunlight in their lives. When the call came in from the agent and they said, uh, Ardle Love, do you fancy six months in the Caribbean every year? What did you say to that? Oh, it was an agonising decision. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, no, well, they explained to me. In fact, they didn't hold back. I mean, they told me about the pitfalls as well. I mean, they mm. do shoot during hurricane season. So, right, yeah. you know, this year was good. But the year before, there was like three of the biggest hurricanes on record. Wow. Hurricane Maria, you may remember, caused devastation in Dominica and Puerto Rico and places. But, you know, mm. we were sort of spared. But you still have to hide for two days, you know. Mm. Um, but it's, uh, no, it's a great job in lots of ways. But, you know, we, 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 we are there to work. Of course. And I know. I know I'm going to have a job convincing me <laughs> uh, that it is work. Well, you have to work because you have to solve all the crimes and you also probably generally... <laughs> well, not really, because well, it's, no. it's acting, Andy. You I, must I, have heard of it before. I know. But, <laughs> but He's not a police officer. No. <laughs> no, but I think I'd be a very good police <laughs> officer. <laughs> but you're often inappropriately dressed as opposed to the other people who are sort of more yeah. casual, more yeah. appropriate yeah. for that. that. Yeah. And it's, um, it, it is fun. I mean, it, it's a bit like uh, Wexford and King's Markham. You think, how can this beautiful paradise... You have to suspend yeah. disbelief. There's okay? a high murder rate. Yeah. yeah. Yes, a very, it's very Baltimore, high. isn't it? Really, <laughs> it, yeah. it seems a bit odd because yeah. it's always Amsterdam. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a cast change this year, though. Is it, um, you've lost one of the members of the cast, yes. Dwayne. Dwayne uh, is gone. He he did seven series. I mean, to be honest, which I haven't haven't been there like for three series now myself. I mean, it's a miracle that anyone survives beyond like <laughs> one series yeah. or, or one episode. I mean, it is. T- it's a tough environment. Uh, Dwayne was there for seven years. Yeah, he left. He's been. Uh, uh, we've got someone coming in now. She she's a, a new uh, police officer. Her name is Ruby, and she's very short, but she's like a big, larger than life character. And she's actually mm. the commissioner's niece. So if people are familiar with the show will know mm. the commissioner, played by Don Warrington, is a very f- you know forbidding character. Yeah, uh, he's kind of my nemesis, if you like, in the show. And uh, yeah. so now he's planted his niece in the, in in the police station. So you know, it caused a little. Bit he's of tension. always been a terrific sort of comedy actor. Oh, do you, do, from do you Rigsby, I was when say, he was in Rising Dan. Do you ever sit yeah. down and have a kind mm. of? Um, uh, kind of comedy great sitcom war stories chat with Don Warrington I'm sure there must be a few yeah no absolutely it's been like that's one of the brilliant things about this show like this yeah. series alone we've got Rebecca Front from the day to day coming in you know comedy hero of mine yeah. one of my favourite shows of all time you've Angus Deaton coming in later on in the series as a suspect you know, because it's a great gig, Arnold. We're saying, I mean, I mean from your point of view, you have mm. the hurricanes and the six months yeah. and stuff. But our old mate Simon Day, who's regularly with us on the show, Simon did the show a few remember, years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, someone does phone you up and say you fancy a couple oh, of weeks in it. the Caribbean. You're they not don't even say read no. the script. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just go, "Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah of course." I mean, it's, what it's, time is the flight? You know, honestly, they 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 they, they love it, and there's some of them are like great actors who certainly don't need to do it. They don't need the money, uh, but they just want to do it. They've heard they're going to have a really good time. You know, they don't look down on the show in any way. You know, mm. they just they just come out and, and, and enjoy it for what it is. And, and we love having them because it gives us, a, a you know, a, a little bit of a lift, you know, because you, you, you'd be flagging, the old energy be flagging. And sure. the next thing, these people come in, you want to impress them. You want to show show, show them a good time. Yeah. And uh, they keep us all on our toes. It's fantastic. Excellent. The murders are always very inventive. They're always yeah. very much, it couldn't possibly have happened. Yeah. How did it happen? It right. must take quite a bit of writing. It's though. ingenious. I mean, but you know what? It's great tradition. I mean, it is an old fashioned show in the sense that it's kind Kind of formulaic, you know exactly what to expect. There's there's four suspects, <clears throat> there's a victim, and there's a big denouement at the end where mm. you unveil the killer. So it's it's a well worn tradition. Guess the victim's to, always good at the start. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but that's that. what people love. They yeah, love this kind of a puzzle. It, it, it's it, you know it, it reminds people of Colombo, Rockford Files, all those great American cop shows of the seventies. But mm. it also goes back. It goes back further. Agatha Christie, Arthur Ar- Arthur Conan Doyle, Edgar Allan Poe. You know people love yeah, a, yeah. A, a, a complex mystery. 
Um, we, we're talking over Christmas about this uh, tradition they have across Europe and in South Africa, a thing called Dinner for One. Have mm. you ever heard of it? Oh, it's yeah. the Freddie Frinton thing where they play in Germany on New yeah. Year's Eve, this 20-minute comedy short, and it's like a staple of New Year's Eve. And I didn't yeah. realise, but in Paris, South Africa, it's the same. Everybody watches it. And I've noticed, uh, inadvertently, my equivalent is a Christmassy Ted, which Channel 4 <laughs> show every Christmas, the Christmas, yeah, the hour-long Christmas special, uh, when you end up uh, caught in the laundry department, of course. That's right. And yeah. uh, I've I realised I probably have watched it now every Christmas, because it comes on, I think, yeah, I'm going again. <laughs> and yeah. I, I probably now watched it for about... About 10, 12 years every Christmas, and it, it yeah. still stands up. You could up. just go and visit the laundry department <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Is there a Father Ted tour? I mean, can you do that? I take it. Um, Are any of these places still, they probably well, weren't in department stores, uh, were yeah, they? Yeah, I understand. I mean, there's still Father Ted festivals in places yeah. um, ar- around around the place. I, I remember they had a Father Dougal lookalike competition a few years ago. Uh, I entered, I only came third. Okay, yeah. Of course. I've never really paid too much attention to that, but I know that the, the um, for those of you familiar with the with the with the Father Ted show, there's mm. a the big parochial house where, where where we lived. Yeah, I mean that was just a farmhouse in the middle of a field down on the west coast of Ireland, County Clare. Ordinary, um, you know, small farmers lived there, and they were getting so many people calling to their door over the years. Like coach parties would turn up, mm. hen parties, stag <laughs> parties, and uh, tramp across the field and knock on the door, and they'd want to have a look around, <laughs> not realizing, of course, all the interiors were done in the studio on the South Bank in yeah. London. Yeah. You know. But uh, after a while, they just set up a little coffee shop and uh, now you can ring ahead and you can book it and sort of give them a little Father Ted experience. Your your character in Death in Paradise, he he has a comic side to him, definitely, but he also has a slightly tragic side, doesn't he? As as an actor, I think that's quite fun to have to, you know, with with his daughter and his his background, his backstory. Yeah. That's good, I think. I think uh, the reason he ended up on the island in the first place is because uh, his wife, passed away he was at a bit of a loose end his career was stagnating in London and he got this opportunity to go out there and reinvent himself and I think that's part of the fantasy element of the show mm. I think people have this idea that you know you can you can move home you can go to the other side of the world and you can press the reset button mm. and I think he's kind of done that so there is a melancholy uh, mm. side to him for sure yeah. Um and uh, yeah, there's a kind of a humorous side to him. I mean, the show is kind of, it tries to straddle that. You know, it's not, you know, it's clearly not Luther. You know what I mean? And no, no. no <laughs> you know, it's definitely not. It would be a great mashup. No <laughs> I think yeah. so. I've been trying to make it more violent and boring <laughs> and, and profane. I mean, you know, it's very hard for me to keep my, my tongue in check. But, uh, um, you know, that's, that's one of the things people like about the show. It has that slight tongue-in-cheek quality, yeah, a little yeah. bit of fun, a little bit of light drama. But then, you know, you take the, you take the case itself quite seriously and, you know, you, you play that as a real procedural. And then it's got a kind of a soapy element, the dramatic element, you know, like the melancholy, you sure. know. Yeah. So, I was gutted when I found out the chameleon was, wasn't real. Well, is, oh, this, is he is he animatronic or is he stuffed? I think he's CGI, isn't okay. it? CGI, uh, CGI chameleon. <laughs> what a, what a cricket he was! If I know, everybody knows. Don't, <laughs> don't yeah. ruin it. Don't ruin all the magic. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Harry the it's lizard. like saying Quidditch isn't a real game. And really <laughs> now you 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 still do the stand up. You're about to go on tour as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, about to go back on the road. Uh, first time in about five years. I mean, I've always been doing stand up between uh, series and so on, but this is the first proper organised tour in about yeah. five years. Uh, long overdue for me, anyway. Um, you know, I love it. Uh, I've been working on it for a while now, and 
What about oh. you? I mean, is it kind of hard writing on it on a Caribbean island? If you're trying, trying to write edgy stand-up <laughs> yeah. for for an urban audience, you know what it's like. You've been on a Caribbean island for six months. Mm. It's impossible. <laughs> I don't. I don't like. I don't have time to write an email when I'm on the Caribbean island. No. You know. Uh, uh, um, so you know, I as soon as I come home, I I just tear into the stand-up again and yeah, uh, and knuckle down. No, when you're out there, it's like. You know the rum is cheap, and it's it's really hard to do anything else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. You uh, you're a Bingley United fan. Um, yeah. I suppose it's probably worth going back to why, as because you know Manchester United, Arsenal, they sort of Liverpool. Yeah. It's always been these traditional sides in Ireland that have got mm, yeah. picked up on. So why Leeds for you? Uh, Leeds for me, there a couple of reasons. I mean, I, I think first of all, I uh, I mean, I started following them in the seventies. You know, mm. and Leeds were clearly like the biggest side in the early seventies, really. Um, and my my earliest memory is probably probably losing the seventy three FA Cup final against Sunderland. But yeah. everything about Leeds was magic. You know the white strips. The you know uh, uh, manager of Ireland, Johnny Giles, yeah, yeah. Uh, captain of Ireland at the time as well. He was he he, he was player, captain, manager. Um, you know he was one of the best players in the in the in the English first division at that time. Mm. And, you know, uh, and all my neighbours support Leeds. People my age, literally to this day, still support Leeds in Ireland. Yeah, it's, wow. it's just it's just a just the thing yeah. it's um it's as you said a bit of a blip recently with the injuries but Bielsa it's, it's been great I mean everybody expected he could have walked out after a couple of weeks you never quite know but he's been fantastic I just love everything about him I yeah. mean everything I've heard about him everything I've read about him uh you know he, he seems to have the utter respect of the players they're they're running their socks off for him you know and 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 the squad is a little bit thin and and you know a few injuries and they do have these wobbles but you know hopefully they'll they'll see it through to the end of the season mm. at least make the playoffs you, you were telling us, yeah, yeah. A, very, sorry, Paul, a very interesting story about Bielsa and his interview, which I hadn't heard this before, yeah. so I think the listeners would be interested. I hope this is true. I mean, like, he, <laughs> so he, he came over. I either read it or made it up. I can't remember. Which, but, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I, a good I, story, though. No, but he, um, he, he came over for his interview, and I think Leeds were kind of shocked and amazed that this man had turned up for, for an interview, and they were kind of like, you know, we're very flattered, but um, do you mind me asking, like, what do you know about the championship? And he pulled out his dossier. It was probably a suitcase full of stuff. Mm. And he went through every formation that Burton Albion had used in in the previous season. Wow! Wait. Wow. And he t- he talked in great detail uh, how they went about it. You know, so so I think once once he told them that they kind of knew he was their man. He must, he must have given Pep Guardiola the file. Yeah, the last <laughs> night. Yeah, he yeah. probably did. That was the difference. <laughs> it was that file, wasn't it? it? That yeah, file that made, made all the difference. Well, I love the way he has the, he has the players going for a nap in the afternoon. I mean, that's the mark of a civilised man. Yeah, yes. yeah. it's true. So do you, do you feel this is the year, Ardor? Do you feel Is there a bit of a sense of you and your lead supporting mates? That I this think is there the is. Everyone, everyone, like particularly over Christmas, everyone was, uh, you know, we, we we thought we had it in the bag. But um, you just know with the squad, it's going to be touch and go right up to the last kick. Um, but I think they'll make the playoffs. You know, it's a very competitive league, as you know, mm. and it's, 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 it's probably the most exciting league in the world, actually. Yeah. Uh, the championship. But it would be good for the Premier League to have a, Club lightly oh, because great. of what they are and what they've been, and yeah, yeah. but they're also playing amazing stuff. Mm. I mean, some of the games this year have just been incredible, yeah. end to end. Brilliant. So, um, you, when you where can people find out the dates for your stand up? Where do they need to go? Oh, um, I yeah, I should probably know this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Google, uh, yeah, Google, yeah, yeah, the show is called The Showing Off Must Go On. So, I okay. mean, the, uh, Mick Perrin Promotions, you'll be able to find that easily. Okay, we'll just we'll put yeah. you into Google and find yeah. out. And uh, the series starts tonight. How many shows have you done? Uh, well, we eight this series, eight, two. And this is my third series. Yeah. Um, so yeah, eight 
complex murder mysteries, all solved, all neatly wrapped up. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, good to see you again. Thanks Thank for you very much. In. Thanks for having us. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We will be back tomorrow. Motti's here. Look ahead to the weekend's football. I'll have more from Amanda because uh, that's a whole part of an interview with her. Oh, good. Yeah, it's funny. What's in her bag? What a cheek. And, uh, yeah, and the clips of the week, of course. Uh, Until then, have a great evening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.